0: to this episode of the Charter School Connection. My name is Dallin Wortham, and I'm really excited for this episode because we interview a lot of administrators, a lot of principals, a lot of teachers, some board members. But in this episode, we're actually going to get a different perspective. Um, I have a fantastic guest, Catherine Wilch. She is the Assistant Athletic Director at Helix Charter High School. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. So Catherine, Tell us, how did you get to where you are? What was your path to the charter school world?
1: It's kind of backwards. Um, I was a student here at Helix. I graduated from Helix and then I went away to college and I entered the sports medicine world. My degree is in athletic training. And then I came back to San Diego to go to grad school and I was looking for a part-time job. So I reached out to Helix because that (laughs) was my point of reference. And they said yes, we need an athletic trainer. So I started working at Helix um, right after graduation, college graduation. And as an athletic trainer, it was a great school to be at, but it's just a stipend position. So then I went back to school again and got my teaching credential, and have been has I've been in the classroom ever since. So about sixteen years now. Um, I wow. did
0: not.
1: Yeah, I didn't intend to be an educator. Um, but it's it's awesome. I love it.
0: That's so cool. And I guess if you could go back before you got into education, and you would have asked yourself, "What are you going to be, Catherine, when you grow up?" Do, uh, were you going down a different path?
1: Yeah, I was definitely um, just planning on being a certified athletic trainer. So the you know the medical assistance you see on the sidelines of athletic events. Uh, I loved it. I loved the um, the action. I loved the competitiveness and kind of having a part in the team's goal but it's a really hard job the hours are crazy I have three small children and you know those games start at 7 p.m on a Tuesday and so it just wasn't um, compatible with wanting to be available to my own children yeah Uh, and so education really allows me to be and being the assistant athletic director really allows me to be Involved in that world still and really sharing my love for the career and that kind of that pathway without having to be here till 9 p.m.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, that's great. And so, tell me a little bit about Helix because I'm sure you can be an educator and you can be an athletic director, or assistant athletic director. And there's a probably, I don't know, I'm assuming there's a lot of schools that are probably in need. Why Helix? And tell us a little bit about what makes Helix unique and awesome.
1: Um, so Helix is a traditional high school. We have, um, you know, 250, uh, 2,500, excuse me, uh, students on campus. Uh, 9 wow. through 12. We're a big school. We were traditionally a part of the Grossmont Union High School District, and we chartered separately um, from the district, but we still are a full like we have a full performing arts department and a full athletics department. We have ROP pathways or what are now called CTE pathways. So we're a full comprehensive school and um, we serve a really diverse community, which I thoroughly, thoroughly love. Um, I think it makes me a better human to be um, and learn from my students about, about their cultures and their families and their lives, and then I also think it makes our students better people, that they're surrounded by people that are different from them and still um, collaborating and learning and growing with them. So that makes Helix a a great place for me. I'm excited for my own children to attend. Um, Helix, when that time comes, just for um, the sense of community it it provides. uh, And how
0: long has Helix been around?
1: So Helix was uh, started in 1952 as a part of the district, but it was not a charter in 1952, obviously. Yeah. And I should have done my research, I, I but I think it chartered in like 96. Okay. So it's been a charter for a long time. It was a charter school when I attended mm-hmm. um, Helix in 1999. Awesome. No, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, and it's it definitely allows us to see a need and address it as mm-hmm. opposed to being a part of the district, which I, I, obviously I feel like a lot of your listeners understand. Yeah. Um, for example, I really wanted to revamp my medical pathway um, and really better serve my students. So my administration really supported me finding funding to transition my whole class into a medical assistant certificate certification course. So now my students are all going to sit for their medical assistant exam in May. And
0: that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And I asked for that to happen in November and we rolled it out in January. So those things are obviously um, what makes Helix awesome. Like just that support. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, that they listened to me saying like, this is what's better for our students. And, um, and then we made it happen at the district level. They're still having those conversations. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. All teachers are having those conversations. It's just taking longer to get to fruition.
0: Yeah, of course, a little bit more red tape and so. Yeah,
1: and and it's just hard. You know, it's harder to kind of roll it out on a bigger. Yeah. A bigger scope. So, um,
0: yeah, that's, that's and and so I'm sure some of our listeners that are going to hear this episode are going to go, okay. I want to revamp my athletics department or I want my students to be healthier I want and I want it to be more than just all right everyone go play dodgeball for an hour um or mm-hmm. hey like I want to start a sports program and have actual sports teams that and and offer that to my students extracurriculars there's a lot of different questions that they might have yeah what advice would you give to an administrator that's trying to grow the athletics department and anyway, whether it's healthier lunches to sports teams or, yeah, what, what advice would you give to someone that is kind of starting from, from scratch?
1: I think your why has to be defined. So this is just huge from my, from Damon Chase, our athletic director. Um, he really pushes us to define our why. Like, why are we having this team? Why are we having an athletics department? Um, is it to win? Cause that's not going to get you like, that's not going to continue yeah. to serve you. Um, is it to get these kids to play in college? Probably not because 3% of high school students continue to play in college 3%. So uh-huh. we really strive to have a mission statement, not only for our entire department, our athletics department, but each individual coach, like what is your, why, why do you work these hours for a a small stipend, right? If you were to calculate out your hourly wage, you would just be so upset. Um, (laughs) But, you know, we're training these young men and women about how to rebound when you lose, how to be a part of a team, how to communicate when you're disappointed. These bigger life lessons that I think sometimes we can only learn through athletics. And so I'm a mediocre athlete. But I feel like the work ethic I learned from my time in high school is, is what's important. And, um, and I just want to continue to give that to these, to these Mm -hmm. students. So, and then there's also all the other added benefits of like, they're healthier, there's school spirit, there's, you know, community involvement, like all of those are pluses too. And maybe those are your whys. Mm-hmm. maybe those are your initial jumping off points but i really think that needs to be defined and kids need to buy into that yeah right i'm not always going to be the best i'm not always going to play 100% of the time i'm not always going to win but like i'm still enjoying things and my, <laughs> and my school and i'm still learning things and i think that's hard for some kids i think that's hard for humans yeah right? for sure like, we're like this isn't any fun i want to quit and It's like well mm-hmm. no that's we have to keep going we have to live up to our commitments and um and so i'm really you know th- those are really important i think if you're starting an athletic department or really any type of if you're going to ask any more of your staff in any way you need to you need to establish a why um and i think your staff needs to feel involved in that
0: yeah and i i feel like it's pretty easy to say like figure out your why like and at like maybe a conference they go figure out your why and they go yeah i'm going to figure out my why i take a note that's my why and then they go home like no um so yeah. do you kind have that
1: conference glow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
0: so you know so what systems or processes or things have you implemented where you're like man because we this is our why and we do blank to help keep our why present and to actually bring it to action. Do you have any ideas? Uh, yeah, Absolutely. I don't
1: um, one of my major tasks as the assistant in the last couple of years has been to um, survey both our parents and our student athletes mm-hmm. at the end of every uh, season, sports season. And we ask them point blank, do this is our mission statement. Are we upholding this? Do you agree we are upholding this? So I think we're being incredibly transparent that this is our goal, right? That we are using our athletics to build strong communities, student leaders, um, you know, integrity. And do you feel that our department and our coaching staff is doing this? Um, And so we're getting feedback from students and parents or guardians every term, every season. And then we're following up with those parents that don't agree. or or that have feedback for us, Um, right? Like it's easy to set a new year's resolution and not tell anyone. And then like, no one knows if you failed. (laughs) So, I mean, you have to, you have to claim your purpose. Like you have to make it visible. Um, And we're always doing um, in the athletic department kind of professional development. Like we'll have books to read and um, lessons and and, discussions about that as well. Like, are we meeting this? What can we do to better? What can you know the leadership do to better support the coaches so that you can then be a better conduit of that mission
0: statement. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. It's been, it's been interesting. It's also hard. I mean, anytime you ask for feedback, you have to make sure you put your yeah. defense <laughs> mechanism in the back, right? You're yeah. like, just take it in.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Breathe. And <laughs> so, that's
0: fantastic. I love that. Um and maybe do you happen to have any maybe feedback or well let's start with stories do you have any stories of like or an administrator that knows that they need to do these things figure out their why implement a de- this department that they've determined that that's what the direction they want to go um cool. do you have any stories to say like hey i know that this is a big step this is why you should do it because x story or because of this thing that just happened any like feel-good stories that you can maybe share with that administrator that kind of needs that boost?
1: I It's really actually not my story but my my husband was just had flew out of town and then he had an uber and he was talking to his uber driver and he found out that his Uber driver was from Turkey. And he's like, how did you get to La Mesa, California? You know, like how, and he said, I really wanted to move my children to California. And then I researched communities and San Diego felt like the most manageable when compared to LA or San Francisco. And then I read like, you know, we ended up in La Mesa because I was researching the school and um, they just really pushed their students and they're really, they're really welcoming, and all. And they had athletics and band, and they had all the things that, you know, my kids were really looking forward to. And then my kids went there, and they were just so supported, and they um, loved it, and they felt welcome, even though they were, you know, from Turkey, and yeah. English was their second language, and they felt included. And and he's like going on and on about this school. And then my husband said, "Well, what's what school was it?" And he's like, "It was it was Helix." And and then my husband. Was <laughs> Let the you know he's like that's where my my wife works and this guy huh? was just so um like he started like almost crying he's like you're my friend you're you know like these are the people that helped my children and helped our family and Aww. um to me that's the story of the why right like I love that why we show up every day because and I think too I know I rediscovered my why during COVID when I'm like looking at a blank screen of students yeah. Um, because we just don't know what's going on with these kids. And so to show up every day in the classroom or on a football field or on the baseball field or in the pool or whatever, whatever medium or environment you're meeting them in, right? Like you're providing these students an opportunity, um, to, to find joy, to find support, um, to connect. Mm Um, I have so many students, I have a I have a drawer full of letters of students that write me notes um, and thank me, and it just it's. I pull them out on really hard days because there's those <laughs> those hard days, yeah. right? And I'll just read them um, we'll whenever I get cup. whenever I get discouraged or like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just I use them to fill my cup because I mean, we all have a teacher we remember maybe even from like third grade right or and yeah it's it's important to just like it can't be for the money (laughs) you know (laughs) it can't be for the money it can't be for the fame um it it has to be for the connection It Mm -hmm. it has to be and it it has to be for the community and um
0: just to be a positive I love that um, a lot of schools say oh, how do we increase our community and they go let's do Facebook ads or let's get right. a billboard and and like that's advertising that's not right. that, that that that's that's what I do that's charter connect like that's not community building community building it and they're like oh well let's uh hold more PTA meetings or no oh well let's let's offer school tours it's like again like get out of this mindset of like enrollments and advertising right like what builds community is a football game a volleyball game a dance class like um
1: right a play a band show a concert absolutely when we um our director of like public relations she's been doing these um family first nights once a month and so like one's coming up about saving for college and then we're going you know we're having these opportunities like mental health education and um social media safety like these things that parents are overwhelmed by like you need mm-hmm. to serve them as well right they're your they're your teammate in this and i feel mm-hmm. like sometimes we often feel like in some situations like it's us versus the parents right mm-hmm. cuz it can feel like that in some situations but for the most part, parents, I feel, at least here, are like very quick to correct their child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, did he misbehave? Like, <laughs> let's talk about this. Um, and it's scary to be a teenager, a parent of a teenager. I think it's scary to be a parent. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's a really easy way. You don't need a football field or choir to to serve your community in that way. For these some of these smaller charter schools, yeah. And you could even like poll the parents, like what information do you want and what expert Mm -hmm. we bring in?
0: Yeah, for sure. Completely.
1: You know,
0: and I have another question. What if there's a charter school? Because you just mentioned this, where their goal is never to have a big athletic department. They are a STEM school or a virtual school and athletics will never be a part of their organization per se mm-hmm. as a department do you have any ideas or because i think it would be easy to go like you know what we're just this little tiny stem college prep school mm-hmm. or like a night school we don't really need to focus on athletics how could they get athletics or at least physical activity in mm-hmm. their school or do you have any ideas or maybe a podcast or a book or a online workout program or um any any sort of advice for someone that they don't need a big thing? They just need maybe some small guidance.
1: Yeah. So I really like this um, Twitter channel called Wanna Teach PE, and okay. they and it's a it's really collaborative. So it's a lot of PE teachers from all over the country that say like this worked really well with my fourth graders, or um, or even ask like what do you do for this, uh, and they come up with some really fun like silly Mm -hmm. awful things and um just just it's fun to watch uh and then I for the upper grades or like you said like virtual school I think there's awesome things to be said for like using your community and I know I come from a place of um San Diego being a place of outdoor privilege (laughs) here but um like I love walking our lake or hiking Cal's Mountain, and if you can organize, like, okay, we're gonna meet on Tuesdays at the whatever mm-hmm. you know, the the lake entrance or the the any whatever yeah. available. Um, because I think, in my opinion, physical education should be teaching kids lifelong skills, right? Just like math is teaching them lifelong skills in arithmetic we're supposed to teach them lifelong skills on how to stay healthy. And when you age, that looks like, Hey, you want to go hiking? Hey, you want to go on like, you want to yeah. go beach volleyball or whatever. And so we, I think giving them those skills of like, we're going to walk and talk and, or bike and talk or surf or whatever mm-hmm. is available to your community. I think that's a great thing. I saw, um, I think it went viral that like a, Cross country team was taking out shelter dogs for runs and walks. Oh, cool! Like, wouldn't that be a great idea for a small charter school to partner with their local shelter and just walk the dogs? Or you know, and it's physical activity for them. It's community service. It's it would be great publicity for the school, and and it would just it would be like, what do you do for PE? I walk really cute dogs. Sure. (laughs) Like, how, how is that not a win win? Yeah. So, I think you can get really creative and not have to invest in facilities.
0: I think that's awesome. And I got way more than what I was hoping for with that <laughs> answer. I, that was a fantastic answer. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. So, I think those are great ideas. And in the show notes section of this episode, people can go to see the links to want to teach PE. And I'm going to look for that um video about walking dogs so that people can go check out all the things that you're saying um yeah but i can also
1: um i can send you links to the books that we've used in our pe departments um kind of defining our why and um i should have had them ready i i apologize it's okay Uh,
0: yeah when you send them all
1: day so we just finished quarter three so i've been cramming in grades (laughs) (laughs)
0: no worries yeah i'll if you send them to me i'll include them in the show notes so that our listeners can click on the links to view those books and videos and twitter pages and um awesome there is one more question that i do want to ask and it's not a very exciting question and it's kind of a boring one but i feel like it's important um especially for athletic departments how do you um handle hiring because i feel like hiring someone in the athletic department, like a coach or mm-hmm. someone that is working with um, students after hours and doing long bus rides and really like being a pretty big influence on children is a little bit different than finding a substitute Spanish teacher. Absolutely. <laughs> so how do, how do you go through a hiring process to make sure that you have good staff?
1: Yeah. Um, ideally, we love it when our teachers are also coaches. Right. People that are on campus, understand, have um, background in dealing with high schoolers, have, you know, an understanding of of teenagers and all of that. Um, But that doesn't always happen because uh, it just it just doesn't. It's a lot to ask full time teachers to also coach. Uh, We have a pretty we have a standard interview sheet um, that's, you know, what's your experience as an athlete? What's your experience as a coach? Um, how do you, how do you define success? Mm. Right. And that one really can expose a lot about someone and if they're going to match the, the why the culture of your organization. Um, we talk about, you know, how do you deal with conflict with your athletes or with parents? Uh, but really it's, it's really standard questions and they're not they're not like get you questions. They're pretty easy or not easy questions. They're straightforward.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: we let them elaborate. Um, and sometimes we have amazing coaches that never played beyond high school, right? They're not these amazing athletes and they don't need to be, they need to be able to communicate and connect and, and deliver on the wise. Um, and so it's, it's that's a, that's really how we go about that
0: i love that thank you so much
1: of course it was well, awesome to talk to you
0: yeah Catherine, are there any other things that you'd like to share maybe something on your mind that i didn't ask before we wrap up
1: no i, I think this is a great conversation thank you so much
0: no thank you this is gold I, I i don't know um how we we get such awesome guests that give such great <laughs> insights um, thank you but, Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And everyone, check out um, this episode. Go to the show notes if you want to learn more about Helix Charter High School, what they're doing there. If you want to read any of the books, view any of the links that she's mentioned. And uh, Catherine, thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.